ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد So last time then we began talking about the virtues of dhikr and we mentioned some of the ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Qur'an regarding dhikr. From them, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا In Al-Ahzab, ayah 41, O you who believe, remember Allah with a great amount of remembrance. That do the dhikr of Allah in a great amount. I.e. not to be negligent, not to be negligent of the remembrance of Allah, but to be constantly upon the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then also we had in Al-Ahzab 35, وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ أَعَدَّ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ مَغْفِرَةً وَأَجْرًا عَظِيمًا That those who remember Allah, do the dhikr of Allah, dua, supplication of Allah, a lot, from the men and the women, Then Allah has prepared for them forgiveness and a great reward. Allah has prepared for them forgiveness and a great reward. فَأَمَرَ تَعَالَى فِي هَذِهِ الْآيَاتِ بِذِكْرِهِ بِالْكَثْرَةِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed us in these ayat to do plentiful dhikr of Allah. وَذَلِكَ لِشِدَّةِ حَاجَةِ الْعَبْدِ إِلَى ذَلِكَ وَافْتِقَارِهِ إِلَيْهِ أَعْظَمَ الْافْتِقَارِ And that is because of the great need of the servant to be upon the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are in great need And we are in poverty before our Lord, in need of our Lord, in need of regular and constant remembrance of our Creator, dhikr, dua, supplication. And we cannot do without Allah even the blink of an eye's worth. عن ذكر الله عز وجل كانت عليه لا له. So any time when a servant is negligent from the remembrance of Allah, not upon the dhikr, the dua, the supplication, the remembrance in ibadah and worship of Allah, then that time will be against him, not for him. That time will then be against him, not for him. 
وكان خسرانه فيها أعظم مما ربح في غفلته عن الله and whatever he's wasting his time in otherwise or using his time for otherwise whatever he benefits from that will not be comparable to the loss that he creates for himself during that time due to being negligent and ignorant of the remembrance of Allah during it. There was the narration we mentioned from Aisha radiallahu anha, مَا مِن سَاعَةٍ تَمُرُّ بِابْنِ آدَمٍ لَا يَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى فِيهَا إِلَّا تَحَصَّرَ عَلَيْهَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ that there is not any time that passes by the son of Adam whereby he is not upon the remembrance of Allah except that he will be in loss and regret over that on the day of judgment. He will be in a state of loss and regret over that wasted time on the day of judgment. وَالسُنَّةُ مَلِيْئَهُ بِالْأَحَدِيثِ الدَّالَّةِ عَلَى فَضْلِ الذِّكْرِ And in the sunnah, there are narrations everywhere. So many narrations that talk about the virtue of being upon the remembrance of Allah. وَرَفِيعِ قَدَرِهِ And the great status of the remembrance of Allah. وَعُلُوِّ مَكَانَتِهِ And the high lofty status of it. وَكَثَرَةِ عَوَائِدِهِ وَفَوَائِدِهِ عَلَى ذَاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ And the mentioning of the great number of benefits uh, that return back upon those who are upon that remembrance of Allah. So from those narrations then, in the sunnah, we have as an example, the hadith of Abu darda The hadith of Abu darda رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا أنبئكم بخير أعمالكم Shall I not inform you of the best of your actions وأزكاها عند مليككم and the most purified of them and the best of them with your Lord وأرفعها في درجاتكم and the ones that will be the highest and loftiest in your levels and your, your status. وَخَيْرٍ لَكُمْ مِنْ إِنْفَاقِ الذَّهَبِ وَالْوَرِقِ And better than spending in gold and silver. وَخَيْرٍ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنْ تَلْقَوْ عَدُوَّكُمْ فَتَضْرِبُوا عَنَاقَهُمْ وَيَضْرِبُوا عَنَاقَكُمْ And better for you than even meeting your enemy and you strike their necks and they strike your necks. قَالُوا بَلَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ They said, of course, O Messenger of Allah. قال, so he said, ذِكْرُ اللَّهِ It is the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another narration of Abu Hurairah, رضي الله عنه, in Sahih Muslim, he said, سَبَقَ الْمُفَرِّدُونَ قَالُوا وَمَا الْمُفَرِّدُونَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قَالْ أَذَّاكِرُونَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ In one narration the Prophet ﷺ said that the مُفَرِّدُونَ 
They have gone ahead. The Mufarridun are leading the way. So they said to the Prophet ﷺ, Who are the Mufarridun? Who are Al-Mufarridun? He said, They are the ones who are upon the remembrance of Allah a lot. From the males and the females. They are upon the remembrance of Allah constantly a lot. They are the ones who have gone ahead and are leading the way. وَالْأَحَدِيثُ فِي هَذَا الْبَابِ كَثِيرًا And there are many narrations in this field, in this topic of dhikr. وَلَعَلَّ مِنَ الْمُنَاسِبِ هُنَا وَالْحَدِيثُ مَاضٍ بِنَا فِي فَضْلِ الذِّكْرِ أَنْ أُلَخِّصَ بَعْضَ مَا ذَكَرَهُ أَهْلُ الْعِلْمِ مِنْ فَوَائِدِ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ يجنيها الذاكرون في حياتهم الدنيا ويوم القيامة The shaykh says here that perhaps it would be suitable if I summarize now some of the benefits of being upon the remembrance of Allah some of the benefits that you reap in your lives in this world and for the afterlife وَمِنْ أَحْسَنِ مَا رَأَيْتُهُ تَكَلَّمَ فِي هَذَا الْمَوْضُوعِ وَجَمَعَ أَطْرَافَهُ وَلَمَّ شَتَّاتَهُ الإمام العلامة بن القيم رحمه الله في كتابه العظيم الوابل الصيب من الكلم الطيب He says the best of what I have come across from the works of the scholars on this topic where the various aspects of it have been mentioned and combined and talked about, is the book of Al-Imam Al-Allama Ibn Al-Qayyim Rahimahullah Ta'ala Al-Wabil Al-Sayyib. Al-Wabil Al-Sayyib, one of the famous books of Ibn Al-Qayyim. In that book he talks a lot about these affairs. And he says, فَقَدْ قَالَ Rahimahullah فِي كِتَابِهِ الْمَذْكُورِ that Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah mentioned in that book, Al-Wabil al-Sayyib, وَفِي الذِّكْرِ أَكْثَرُ مِنْ مِئَةِ فَائِدَةِ Ibn al-Qayyim said, in the remembrance of Allah, in doing that, there are more than a hundred benefits. ثُمَّ أَخَذَ يُعَدِّدْ فَوَائِدَ الذِّكْرِ And then, uh, Ibn al-Qayyim began talking about all of these benefits one by one. فَذَكَرَ مَا يَزِيدُ عَلَى سَبْعِينَ فَائِدَةِ He mentioned over 70 benefits. كُلُّ وَاحِدَ مِنْهَا بِمُفْرَدِهَا كَافِيَ لِحَفْظِ النُّفُوسِ وَتَحْرِيكِ الْحِمَمِ لِشْتِغَالِ بِالذِّكْرِ He mentioned over 70 benefits that you reap the rewards of in this world and in the afterlife. And even if one of them, you read them carefully and understood them, it would be enough to encourage you to be upon the remembrance of Allah constantly, let alone 70 different angles in that affair. Uh, And so, he then continues, the shaykh, he says, كَيْفَ وَقَدْ اجْتَمَعَتْ تِلْكَ الْفَوَائِدُ الْكُثَارِ وَالْعَوَائِدُ الْغِزَارِ وَالْأَمْرِ فَوْقَ مَا يَصِفُهُ الْوَاصِفُونَ وَيَعِدُّهُ الْعَادُّونَ فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنٍ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ 
Allah has promised and said that a soul, a person does not know what has been concealed for him from the coolness of the eyes. Meaning reward, such that it will be a reward upon what they used to do. They don't know what has been concealed for them from the coolness of the eyes. From the reward meaning, the reward which has been concealed for them for what they used to do. So now then, the shaykh is going to list a few benefits and bullet points of being upon the remembrance of Allah. Number one, أَنَّهُ يَطْرُدُ الشَّيْطَانِ That being upon the remembrance of Allah expels the shaytan. Takes the shaytan away. If you are upon constant remembrance of Allah, upon dua, worship, ibadah, then that is something which expels the shaytan away from you. It's mentioned in some ayat and in some ahadith regarding how the shaytan is caused to be expelled by the one who is upon the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Perhaps some of the famous narrations regarding that type of thing are the likes of the narrations that speak about reciting Surah Al-Baqarah in your homes and that it expels the shayateen that the shayateen are unable to cope and to handle the recitation of Surah Al-Baqarah that is a clear example of how the shayateen are caused to flee from a person who is upon the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما said الشيطان جاثم على قلب ابن آدم فإذا سها وغفل وسوسا فإذا ذكر الله تعالى خناسا He mentioned how the shaytan is attached upon your hearts trying to influence your hearts and whenever you become negligent of the remembrance of Allah negligent of dua, negligent of dhikr, negligent of ibadah, then your heart is an open space to be attacked. And the shaitan then influences and whispers into your heart, if you are not upon the worship of Allah, connected regularly upon the remembrance of Allah, then the shaitan takes that opportunity on your hearts. But if a person is upon the remembrance of Allah, then the shaitan flees, conceals itself, disappears, is not able to influence the heart of that person, because the heart of that person is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is the first obvious and clear benefit from being upon the remembrance of Allah that it is a means of expelling the shaitan from you, a means of protection from the shaitan, 
The shaitan is not able to whisper to a person who is constantly connected and upon the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But as for the one who is not, then that is the one that the shaitan is able to influence and to have an impact upon. Also, from the benefits of remembrance, the second one now, أَنَّهُ يَجْلُبُ لِقَلْبِ الذَّاكِرِ الْفَرَحِ وَالسُّرُورِ وَالرَّاحَةِ وَيُورِثُ الْقَلْبَ السُّكُونَ وَالطُّمَأْنِينَةِ That it brings happiness, joy, and comfort to the heart of the person. And it brings serenity and tranquility to the heart of the person who is regularly and constantly upon the remembrance of Allah. Upon obedience, upon worship, regularly upon that connection to his Lord, then it will bring him tranquility and serenity and comfort in his heart. As opposed to the one who is negligent, then he finds emptiness in his heart. And finds that gap in his heart that the shaitan then comes and occupies. The shaitan then comes and whispers to. It mentions in the Quran, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ That those who have iman and their hearts are content and at ease upon the remembrance of Allah. Indeed, upon the remembrance of Allah, the tranquility and the serenity of the hearts occurs. That ease and comfort which occurs for the hearts, it occurs through the remembrance and obedience and worship and constant connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. بَلْ إِنَّ الذِّكْرِ هُوَ حَيَاتُ الْقَلْبِ حَقِيقَةً In reality, remembrance of Allah upon worship, obedience, that is the life for the heart of a person. That is the actual life for the heart of a person. فَإِذَا فَقَدَهُ الْعَبْدُ صَارَ بِمَنْزِلَةِ الْجِسْمِ إِذَا حِيلَ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَ قُوتِهِ So if a person loses that, loses that connection in his heart with his Lord, loses that remembrance, then it is as though the body has been prevented from its food. Your heart is not connected to the dhikr of Allah, then it's like your body isn't connected with food. You've been stopped from food. And so your body becomes weaker and weaker and weaker as a consequence. فَلَا حَيَاتَ Until it eventually dies. Until the body then dies with no food. فَلَا حَيَاتَ لِلْقَلْبِ حَقِيقَةً إِلَّا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ So there is no life for the heart except through the remembrance of Allah. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned, الذكر للقلب مثل الماء للسمك. 
فكيف يكون حال السمك إذا فارق الماء The remembrance for the heart is like water for the fish Remembrance for the heart The remembrance of Allah Dua, dhikr, supplication, ibadah, worship That to the heart is like water to the fish It is like water for the fish. And how would the fish be? And what state would the fish be if it separated away from the water? What state would the fish be if it separated away from the water? And so, what state would the heart of a believer be in reality if it is separated away from that remembrance of Allah? The third benefit from the remembrance of Allah and constantly being upon that ibadah and worship to Allah is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then mentions that person and remembers that person. فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ So remember me and I will remember you. And this can have the meaning of Allah being in your aid, being in your assistance, being uh, uh, in the help of a person that remember me and I will remember you. In a hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ ذَكَرَنِي فِي نَفْسِهِ ذَكَرْتُهُ فِي نَفْسِهِ Whomsoever remembers me in of himself, then I remember him in myself. وَمَنْ ذَكَرَنِي فِي مَلَئِنْ ذَكَرْتُهُ فِي مَلَئِنْ خَيْرٍ مِنْهُمْ And whomsoever mentions me in a gathering, then I mention him in a gathering better than that. So this is one of the benefits of the remembrance of Allah, that you are mentioned by Allah. The fourth benefit from this dhikr, أَنَّهُ يَحُطُّ الْخَطَايَا وَيُذْهِبُهَا That it eradicates your sins and gets rid of your sins. وَيُنَجِّ الذَّاكِرَ مِنْ عَذَابِ اللَّهِ And it will save that person who is upon the remembrance of Allah from the punishment of Allah. ففي المسند عن معاذ بن جبل رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما عمل آدمي عملا أنجى له من عذاب الله من ذكر الله تعالى That no person has done any action that will save him more from the punishment of Allah than the ذكر of Allah سبحانه وتعالى وَمِنْ فَوَائِدِهِ Also from the benefits أَنَّهُ يَتَرَتَّبُ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ الْعَطَاءِ وَالثَّوَابِ وَالْفَضْلِ مَا لَا يَتَرَتَّبُ عَلَى غَيْرِهِ مِنَ الْعَمَابِ مَعَ أَنَّهُ أَيْسَرُ الْعِبَادَاتِ فَإِنَّ حَرَكَةَ اللِّسَانَ خَفُّ حَرَكَاتَ الْجَوَارِحِ وَأَيْسَرُهَا وَلَوْ تَحَرَّكَ عَضُ مِنَ الْإِنسَانِ فِي الْيَوْمِ وَالْلَيْلَ بل لا يمكنه ذلك ومع هذا فالأجور المترتبة عليه عظيمة والثواب جزيل
that the amount of reward you get for doing the dhikr, the remembrance of Allah, is a huge amount relative to when you think about how easy it is to do the dhikr, to remember Allah, to make dua, to be upon supplications, easy to say that upon the tongue. The amount of movement you make upon the tongue doing that, if you made that amount of movement on your other limbs, it would be impossible to continue and carry on with that much movement. It would become overburdened and fatigued in the rest of your body. But with your tongue it is easy to do a lot without any fatigue, without any overburdening. And yet the rewards are huge. So for example, it's mentioned in the hadith of Abu Hurairah. In the hadith of Abu Hurairah, radiyallahu anhu, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal, man qala la ilaha illa Allah, wahdahu la sharika lah, lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir, في يوم مئة مرة كانت له عدل عشر رقاب وكتبت له مئة حسنة ومحيت عنه مئة سيئة وكانت له حرزا من الشيطان يومه ذلك حتى يمسي ولم يأتي أحد بأفضل مما جاء به إلا رجل عمل أكثر منه in this narration it mentions that whomsoever says La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir that none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah he alone without any partners to him belongs the dominion and to him is all praise and he is all capable upon everything whoever says that the Arabic في يوم in a day مئة مرة one hundred times whoever says that a hundred times in a day كانت له عدل عشر رقاب he has the equivalent reward of freeing ten slaves the equivalent reward of freeing ten slaves to say that a hundred times a day and a hundred Good deeds are written for him. And a hundred bad deeds are wiped away from him. And he has protection from the shaitan all that day until the evening. The whole of the day, protection from the shaitan. And nobody has any better than him except for the one who does extra. Who does more. So saying that, La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. لَهُ الْمُلْكُ وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ وَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ A hundred times a day. Then it mentions the reward is equivalent to freeing ten slaves. And a hundred good deeds are written for you. And a hundred bad deeds are wiped away from you. And you have protection from the shaitan for the whole of that day. Just saying that a hundred times. لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ Already there four or five times you've mentioned it. A hundred times you say that, and you have all of that reward mentioned there. In another narration in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, 
The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man qala subhanallahi wa bihamdihi fi yawmin mi'ata marrah, huttat khatayahu wa inkanat mitla zabad al-bahar. That whomsoever says, Subhanallahi wa bihamdih, Subhanallahi wa bihamdih, a hundred times in a day, then his sins are wiped away from him, even if they were like the form, the, the form on top of the sea. The, what you see on top of the sea, the white, the form, I think they call it. On top of the sea. Huh? The froth type of thing on top of the sea. That even if it was like that, the sins they would be wiped away from you. وَفِي صَحِيحِ مُسْلِمْ عَنَ بِهُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ لَأَنْ أَقُولَ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ وَلَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ والله أكبر أحب إلي مما طلعت عليه الشمس. In Sahih Muslim, Abu Huraira said that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, said that if I was to say Subhanallah and Alhamdulillah and La ilaha illallah and Allahu Akbar, to say those. Then that would be more beloved to me than that which the sun rises above, meaning the whole world. To say those words of remembrance and praise of Allah would be better for me than the whole of what the sun rises upon. The whole of this world, it would be better and more beloved, he says, more beloved to me than that. Also, that the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it brings about additional benefits from them is that the remembrance of Allah is a light for the believer in this world. Is a light for the believer in this world. أَنَّهُ يَكُونُ نُورًا لِلذَّاكِرِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَنُورًا لَهُ فِي قَبَرِهِ وَنُورًا لَهُ فِي مَعَادِهِ That it will be light for the person in this world. It will be light for the person in his grave. And it will be light for the person in the afterlife. يَسْعَى بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ عَلَى الصِّرَاطِ That he will walk across the bridge with that light. فَمَا اسْتَنَارَتْ الْقُلُوبُ وَالْقُبُورُ بِمِثْلِ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى So nothing enlightens, nothing enlightens the hearts and the graves better than or to the likes of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It mentions in the Qur'an in Al-An'am 122, أَوَمَنْ كَانَ مَيْتًا 
كمن مثله في الظلمات ليس بخارج منها The one who was dead and we brought him to life and we gave him light that he walks with. Light that he treads upon amongst the people. Is he to the likes of the one who is in darkness and will not exit from it? Certainly the one given the light. Given the light in his actions. Given the light in his worldly affairs, in his religion. Then that individual is in a superior position to the one who is upon ignorance, who is in darkness. So the example of the one given the light is the believer. iman. He is enlightened with that iman in Allah and his love for Allah and his knowledge of Allah and his remembrance of Allah. And as for the other one who's in darkness, then he is al-ghafil anillahi ta'ala. He is the one who is negligent of the remembrance of Allah. Al-mu'aradu an dhikrihi wa mahabbati. Turning away and shunning away from the remembrance of Allah and from the love of Allah. وَالشَّأْنُ كُلُّ الشَّأْنُ وَالْفَلَاحُ كُلُّ الْفَلَاحُ فِي النُّورِ And the whole of the affair, it revolves around having the light. Not being in darkness, but having the light. That will bring the success. As for being in darkness and ignorance, then that does not bring success. It brings loss. It's mentioned in another hadith that... Uh, Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah states regarding the dua of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam during the night that he would say Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nura or Allah make light in my heart wa fi basari nura wa fi sam'i nura wa an yamini nura wa an yasari nura wa fawqi nura wa tahdi nura wa amami nura wa khalfi nura وَعَظِّمْ لِي نُورًا That he would say, Oh Allah, make in my heart light, and in my eyes light, and in my hearing light, and on my right light, and on my left light, and above me light, and below me light, and in front of me light, and behind me light. Make that light for me great. Make that something significant for me, that light for me. So this is a dua that the Prophet ﷺ used to mention. So these are all a few of those virtues, a few of those benefits behind the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A couple more to round off those benefits. A couple more mentioned from those benefits. One of them is أن كثرة ذكر الله عز وجل أمان من النفاق. Plentiful remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa taala gives you security from hypocrisy. It safeguards you from hypocrisy. فإن المنافقين قليل الذكر. 
لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَ Because the hypocrites, of course, are known to be upon very little remembrance of Allah. They were upon very little remembrance of Allah. Because they were only faking it, only showing it, they were only on very little remembrance of Allah in reality. So the one who is upon plentiful remembrance of Allah, he is safeguarding himself from the ways of the munafiqun, safeguarding himself from hypocrisy. It mentions in the Qur'an about them, about the munafiqun, وَلَا يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا They do not remember Allah except a little. And in the hadith of Ka'ab, مَنْ أَكْثَرَ ذِكْرَ اللَّهِ عِزَّ وَجَلْبَرِئًا مِنَ النِّفَاقِ Whomsoever does plentiful remembrance of Allah, then he is freed of any hypocrisy. He is freed of any hypocrisy. Uh, also, Ali ibn Abi Talib radiyallahu anhu was asked regarding the khawarij. Ali ibn Abi Talib was asked regarding the khawarij. Munafiqoon hum? Are they hypocrites? Faqal, so he said, Al-munafiqoon لا يذكرون الله إلا قليلا. He said the munafiqun are those who do not remember Allah a lot. They are those who do not remember Allah except a little. So he gave that definition also for the munafiqun. فهذا من علامة النفاق. From the signs of hypocrisy, therefore, is that a person is negligent of the remembrance of Allah. From the signs of hypocrisy. وَأَنَّهُ نَعْمْ قِلَّةُ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَعَلَى هَذَا فَكَثْرَةُ ذِكْرِهِ تَعَالَى أَمَانٌ مِنَ النِّفَاقِ So very little remembrance is a sign of hypocrisy. A lot of remembrance of Allah safeguards you from hypocrisy. And the final one we'll mention today, وَمِنْ فَوَائِدِ الذِّكْرِ أَنَّهُ شِفَاءٌ لِلْقَلْبِ That it is a cure for the hearts. Remembrance of Allah is a cure for the heart. وَدَوَاءٌ لِأَمْرَاضِهِ And it is a medicine, a cure for the diseases of the heart. قَالَ مَكْحُولِ ابن عبد الله رحمه الله ذكر الله تعالى شفاء وذكر الناس داء Remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a cure. Remembering the people, just talking about the people, that's a disease. Just talking about the people, that's nothing, waste. But talking about Allah, remembering Allah, that's the cure. That's what will bring goodness to the heart. ثُمَّ إِنَّ الذِّكْرَ أَيْضًا يُظْهِبُ قَصْوَةَ الْقَلْبِ And the remembrance of Allah, it removes the hardness of the heart. فَفِي الْقَلْبِ قَصْوَةَ لا يضيبها إلا ذكر الله تعالى. There is a hardness in the heart which cannot be removed except by the remembrance of Allah سبحانه وتعالى. And that's why Hassan al-Basri it is mentioned he said, uh, or that a man came to him and said, يا أبا سعيد أو أبو سعيد أشكو إليك قصوة قلبي. That I uh, I have a problem with the hardness of my heart. 
I'm here to complain about this. What do I do? I have a problem with the hardness of my heart. So Al-Hasan al-Basri said to him, أَذِبْهُ بِالذِّكْرِ Melt it with dhikr. Melt it with the dhikr of Allah. Soften your heart through the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's where we'll round off for today then on that point. Uh, remember then next week there is no class. Because next week there is the conference in Wales, in Cardiff. There are speakers coming from America, from the United States, and there are going to be from the UK as well. So it's going to be a full conference Friday, Saturday and Sunday, three days, this next weekend coming up right now. So try and make your way to Cardiff for at least one of those days or more if you're able uh, to attend that event. So this will be off next week. We'll come back inshallah in two weeks time. And that will be back to the normal-ish time, 7 p.m. In two weeks' time when we come back, back to the normal 7 p.m. roughly, insha'Allah. So we'll run off on that for today.